hello, and welcome to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily Barnard, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I'm a medium, an astrologist, an Akashic Records reader, an artist, and an all-around just silly and curious gal. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the things and people I find fascinating, funny, and inspirational. Things that I hope will certainly make you go woo, too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited, honored, thrilled to share someone on my podcast today who has been such an influence to me on my journey and who I really feel I was led to by spirit. Um, She is steeped in woo magic, but also really deeply grounded in helping others find a passion and a career that lights them up. In fact, she calls herself one part intuitive astrological counselor and one part down to earth life coach. And so I am delighted and honored Natalie Wallstein to have you on my podcast today. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. You have been um, really integral to me on my journey as I opened up not only to mediumship, but I kind of did it through astrology. And when we got to talking about having you on, you mentioned how you almost connected to astrology through um, not necessarily mediumship, but through downloading information. And I thought that was so interesting. So I'm so excited to deep dive today. But tell me a little bit about what you consider your woo superpower. Yeah, it is astrology. It is not one that I ever like looked ahead at my life and said, that's what I'm going to do. It just (laughs) came to me all of a sudden. And then, but when it did, I went down the rabbit hole of like learning about spirituality and past lives. And it did come to light that I had planned to have an awakening and bring back astrology to the modern age. So (laughs) I am doing it. It makes sense now. But when it was happening, I'm like, whoa, because I looked at a chart and it it made a lot of sense and everybody said astrology was hard and I was like but I I feel it inside of me <laughs> I love that you your awakening kind of caught you off guard did it not yeah definitely um because I know I've heard in your podcast you talk about how I mean, you know, we we are in our when we're in our 20s prior to our first Saturn return, which is when Saturn comes around and kind of lets us know, are you really are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing? Is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? (laughs) And when that happens and we are kind of um, floundering a little bit in our 20s, figuring out who we are and what we want to do. It's amazing to me that you kind of were gifted this amazing um, I would call it an intersection with a shaman that just happened to be near your house one day. Did he not stay for a while where you were? Yeah, it was really weird because I was really sick. And I remember there's this really weird week where I started to get obsessed with watching the lawn. Like, what is my problem? I would just like <laughs> stare at the lawn and it would be like moving and the crickets were really loud and they, I could like hear the crickets, like they're piercing. I asked my boyfriend like, oh my gosh, these crickets. He's like, I can't hear it. I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? 
<laughs> and then at the same time, there was a guest staying in our Airbnb in the back. We had an Ohana unit, which was basically like a mother-in-law unit type deal that we rented out because I live really. I used to live really close to the volcano, and people would want to come check it out. And a very interesting character came to stay. I mean, I think it takes an interesting person to want to go look at a volcano. And <laughs> they're not exciting. It's kind of bleak. <laughs> it's a very strong energy too. It's pretty intense there. So, oh, yeah. So, the whole time he was there, I wanted him out. I felt like this terrible feeling. And eventually, like I, the whole time he was there, I was having visions, and I couldn't stop. I was like going through rituals, and I didn't know why. And I put on my brightest dress, and I braided my hair really weird, and it was wild. I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't eat. I was like thinking about the Time Lord and how they control astrology, and just like I can't even get into it. <laughs> it was terrifying. And then the day he left. He left me a shaman necklace on the bed, like to say thank you.、Mm-hmm. And like during that time, I'm like, "There's something weird about them. I don't know about them." And my boyfriend's like, "No, they're fine. They're super nice." And then like the day he left, I suddenly like rose up and I was fine, and I wasn't in that crazy world anymore. Wow, through that start gives me goosebumps. <laughs> yes. So when you You, I mean, I think astrology found me in a similar way. I wasn't totally on my radar until it was. It was like a black and white. One day, I kind of I knew it existed. My, for me, my grandmother was my connection. She every year would gift me on my birthday. She'd just cut out my horoscope from the newspaper, but it was you know every year I could expect it in my card or around the time, and it meant so much to me. She would always read it, let me know if I was going to have a good week or a bad week, and so. I always connected it to her, but after she passed away, I found myself kind of lost for that influence, and ended up kind of googling astrologists. Is how I found you, but I do truly believe she led me to you,、um, and has kind of helped me on my path through astrology and having it、um, be a blueprint for my life and for others. That is so cool. I actually feel that happens a lot. Sometimes in sessions, the person will talk about their like deceased relatives, and I will feel them there with me.、Yeah. And I, I do feel like this is like so much bigger than I even realized for sure. So that's really cool to hear. Oh, she, you know, I after I kind of spoke with you about what directions I could take, and it, for me, having my birth chart read was. The first time in my life where I felt like someone saw every aspect of me, every weird corner, every strange little side passage, but it was validated in the most beautiful way. Like, yes, this is you. This is you. Don't have to neglect these pieces of you or ignore them or want to change them. You can sink into it and embrace it. And for me, I think that's what astrology gives as the most incredible gift is the feeling of allowing you to be yourself, your authentic self. Yeah, it is such a miracle and a gift that we have it because it's really hard to find that elsewhere. Right. I even have a therapist that knows astrology. It's like the best combination、nice. ever. <laughs> But. You know, how do you feel like astrology? I mean, obviously, it's changed through the ages, and 
we use it in different ways now than we did in ancient times. But it does feel very ethereal, for lack of a better word. Like we can access it through multiple angles, right? We can download information. We can get really technical with the information. But you said you actually came into astrology kind of downloading that information. So what was that like? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely took classes and I read books, but there was a moment very easy early on where I read my friend's chart and I like looked at the symbols and I actually felt them and I would get visions of like what that meant for her. And it was really early on in my study. So a lot of what I know about astrology is actually just from talking to real people. Mm -hmm. And then it like, I think it's like kind of like created a library in my psyche kind of like people have like a dream language library or mediums have a library where they have certain symbols that mean certain things mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how I have worked with it mostly is just using it mm, I that's really interesting because I have I as I've been giving readings when I get to north and south node portions of someone's chart I light up it's like my most favorite part of a chart and for those who don't know it has to do with past karma and future destiny and sort of what lessons you've brought forward into this life, what you've agreed to learn here and what you can let go of. But the first time I read someone's chart and I had a complete vision of what they were in a past life, like this to me felt very much like I entered into their Akashic records and pulled through, you know, two, three past lifetimes with all of these lessons and information that I could give to them. And it was the first time I thought I can use astrology in a bigger, in an even bigger way than I ever thought. Yeah, it gets so technical and wordy that it kind of brings you into your logical mind, but there's definitely a huge intuitive aspect of it because the symbols are really symbolizing feelings and energies. So yeah, it's really, you become really good at it when you can channel that and like actually learn to feel it in your body. You don't have to look up what other astrologers are saying about the full moon. You can feel it, right? <laughs> right. Like we were talking before we signed on, the um, eclipse is about to happen in a few hours and it's been a week. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I think all of us could say that. So how has astrology evolved for you? Because in the beginning, I think when so many of us start you start with the basics, your sun, your moon, your rising, and then you can sort of delve into the deeper aspects of it. But as you've grown with astrology, how have you viewed it differently? How has it grown for you? I think it's just always been so amazing to me that I wanted to figure out why does this work? Why? Because like, what else does it mean if we can do this? So it's like, basically what I do most of the time is not even learning astrology. I'm learning about past lives and quantum healing, and I'm trying to understand how does it connect to astrology? I want to know like, why? How do we come up with this? So that's kind of like what I'm doing. Uh, but it's really interesting because I feel like we're also not not really meant to know why we're just like meant to just trust that it's meant to work out so yeah I think for me especially having done it so long and working with it every single day talking 
to people about it in my everyday life constantly. For me, it's really just taught me to trust. So I don't typically like spend a lot of time obsessing over the astrology. Even though I do update people from time to time, I kind of just see it as like a confirmation of how I'm already feeling, but I can already just tap into how I'm feeling and give myself permission to do what I need to do for myself now, just because it's become more of like a muscle for me now. I think that's interesting. I offer a monthly report and I actually got a picture from my mom yesterday that was like, oh, see, today you said it was going to be difficult and wacky and it was. And I was like, why don't I read my own information? (laughs) (laughs) Because I do, I agree. It's once you understand and I guess kind of give yourself the freedom to know that there are good days and bad days. And we are influenced by so many things greater than ourselves. There's a freedom and a relaxation that comes with it. Yes, I feel like astrology as a study as a whole has just taught me that there is a divine order. So that's why even though I have the capability to plan my day down to the minute and the aspect, (laughs) I don't do that because I've learned to trust that whatever I want to do something is probably going to be an okay time to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think that astrology has gotten a bad rap. You know, it's from I love to dig into the history of where things started and how far yes. back can we trace them. And so the more I study, you know, Mesopotamia and anything that we can get, where they use this every day and, and much like we do now, like you and I do, just to understand what's coming and prepare for seasons and that sort of thing. But when we denied astrology any purpose in our day to day life, we really shut down on them beauty and the magic of living with the cycles. Yes, that used to be a huge part of life. Even it is said that Moses would was an astrologer and Jesus was an astrologer and people of that day commonly used this information. They would even worship the moon and the sun. In fact, the word synagogue is based off of the moon god named Sin of all things. So it's really interesting how Sin is means bad now <laughs> and how re- religion really kind of took over that connection we used to have with the planets and the cosmos and the natural world and funneled that into like a hierarchy that we have to respect and maybe even fear too. So it's interesting how that kind of took over and it took us away from our intuition and that's why I think people are really getting back into astrology now and also why it was really hard for them to get into it in the first place because it's so intuitive and it's very interpretive and it's really about trusting yourself and nature. Uh, It's so interesting and I think too with cities and the loss of the night sky how many kids grow up in a city and never see the Milky Way like you can see it you know, in Hawaii or when you're in the mountains and we lose that magic for understanding how small we are in the great cosmos. It's, oh, I just love it. I I love everything about astrology. (laughs) Yes, it's so true. Like living in cities, there's so much concrete and separation, even though we're right, we're closer than ever to people, we feel more apart because we need that, that like natural element that helps recalibrate our energy. So you have a book coming out. And 
I just want to talk about it a little bit because it's called Find Your Cosmic Calling, which is also the name of your podcast. So you have Soul Shine Astrology and Cosmic Calling, the podcast, but helping people to find their calling. I think that is needed now more than ever, <laughs> as so many of us are kind of coming to a point where we realize we don't have to do the status quo. We don't have to work for the corporation for 35 to 40 years and get a gold watch and be done. There's so much more. So talk to us a little bit about your book that's coming out soon. Yes, I'm so excited for it. It's really all the research that I've done and the insights I've received around astrology poured into one book so that you can read your astrology chart and learn how to decode it on your own to find all the different parts of yourself and learn how to bring them together into a whole expression of your soul and your spirit and really give yourself permission to do what you deep down want to do because then it's like laid out for you and validated for you in the book and it's also a really good introduction for people who might maybe wouldn't have studied astrology otherwise mm -hmm. so i'm really excited that it will make it a lot more accessible for people. But even if you already do know some astrology, it's all in the career lens, which I think is much needed in the astrology space. That's so interesting because to think we're born with, I mean, we already have this amazing blueprint when we're born, but then to have just a, even the slightest insight as to what could make us it's kind of what can make you operate on an even higher level, like what you are innately designed to do. It's, um, it's like a cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah. It's your owner's manual for exactly. this lifetime. That's amazing. Um, so you said in it, you have some downloads and some insights and as you've studied astrology and kind of leaned into the woo of it, what would be your takeaway for people who are just kind of coming into their woo and learning how to trust it? Hmm. I think it's all about surrendering. You know, like no matter how much I study, I always constantly need to be reminded to trust. It's so funny. You can read all the books and study all the spiritual teachers and still forget that we're being guided. We're being led by a divine force. And as long as you raise your vibration, you're going to end up on the positive end of that so yeah i think that's like the constant thing that i'm always learning too and i hear it in conversation all the time with people and try to help people with it but of course i'm i'm on my own journey too and like you said even studying quantum physics and as science gets deeper and deeper into understanding the makeup of of energy it is just magic at the at the end of the day even as deep as we can get we still don't understand the magic behind it all yeah i think it might be even kind of boring if we did too so it's kind of fun that it gets <laughs> gradually revealed to us i don't know i like to learn I, and discover things so i find it fun <laughs> i do too i agree um and i that's why i love bringing the woo kind of to the light because for so long things can get the woo woo stigma as being oh you know dismissible but to understand how the woo has been with us forever it can change names it can change shapes but it's always it's always been a part of us and to um 
yeah, explore in your own unique way. None of us have it right. None, there is no perfect system, but we can learn so much from each other when we share these insights. So I want to know what is your favorite woo object and why? I really like smells because they change your mood really quickly, like instantly. So I would say essential oils, probably. That's a great answer because you're, it's true. And I find even as a medium, spirit will bring me scent quite often. And it's amazing how that can take you. Like, even if I change shampoo, I can remember where, what was happening when I used it prior, <laughs> you know, like that smell can transport you in an instant. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I hear, this is a question I ask all of my guests and it's been interesting to see the answers come through, but when you're gone from this realm and in the next, but someone here still wants to communicate with you, how would they summon you? What would it I take to this. get you to come back? <laughs> it would take a lot because I want to go. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I do really like it here most of the time. <laughs> I would say fresh flowers. I just love like whenever I've played with fresh flower petals everywhere and maybe some frankincense. I'll, I'll, I'll come for a visit. Sure. Just stop by. So lots of smells and flowers. That's such a beautiful answer and so Pisces of you, which mm -hmm. not everyone will understand, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting. A lot of people talk about food and I think that flowers and smells fall into that category. It's something about the tactile and kind of emotional state that that things can bring us. So I love that answer. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, how can my listeners find you and what services are you currently offering? Yeah, so you can find me at soulshineastrology.com. That's where you'll find links to my podcast where I geek out about astrology and how it lines up with different people's career paths. And you can also pre-order my book there as well. Uh, or you can follow me on Instagram at soulshineastrology. Oh, this has been so fun. I... um. I, I truly do feel like I was led to find you. And it was interesting. I I was kind of opening up to my own intuition and taking some courses, reading some online um, blogs and things and ran across a podcast by Monica Tenkate, Monica the Medium, and actually listening to her podcast, Wine and Spirits, is how I found you. And then, of course, I was deeply hooked on Cosmic Calling. And after I got my first reading with you, signed up for your courses. And yeah, you've been integral on what has been my entire journey. So I wanted to thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm honored. It's You have a a very distinct astrology magic and woo. And I just want to thank you for sharing it out there into the world. I know blazing that trail first isn't always easy, um, but you've done it beautifully and you're an inspiration. Oh, thank you. Thank you everyone for listening today. I will have more information about this month's astrology and even some things coming up for next year coming up soon. So stay tuned and thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. 
you can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.